Hey guys, it's your girl Sonia. Happy Sunday. Happy ladies night in the Zoom room. We have a special guest tonight. Um, just let me get hooked up here on the book. I'm going to start off with a little bit of education like I have been doing, like you guys know. Um, let me pull this up real quick. That way I can see questions. If you guys have questions, make sure you put them out there. Hello, hello. A little bit of education. Oh, like oh, 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 oh. out. Okay, so tonight, let's start off. Let's see. What kind of dog prescribed medical marijuana? Okay, right now, 30 in the District of Columbia allow for the treatment of at least one illness with medical marijuana. And stigma associated with using marijuana to treat illnesses has largely, largely you may be wondering how to get a prescription or who to get one from. Can you to prescribe a medical marijuana? Um, or could you get a cannabis prescription from urgent care or that? What kind of doctor you can prescribe medical marijuana? So, it's important to know that your ability to obtain cannabis will be, depend on the state that you live in and whether they're afflicted by a qualifying ailment or not. The list of qualifying conditions varies from state to state. To diligence um, should be used to check what conditions. Uh, Due diligence should be used to check what conditions qualify for medical cannabis. Hi, guys. I'm not looking at the comments, but I will. I promise. Hold on one minute. Um, need to check what conditions qualify for medical cannabis in your state. Okay. Is it a no? The biggest reason is that marijuana is still an illegal substance on the level, and it technically even allowed for use in the medical studies. It's classified by the DEA as a Schedule One drug. The DEA main substances or chemicals are defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use. Oh my gosh, or high potential for abuse. Uh oh, did I mess up something? No, I didn't mess up something. It kicked me off, Bobby. I did it on purpose. I'm redoing it. Oh, you want me to start over?
You are live. Hey guys, it's your girl Tanya again. We are having some a little bit of problems, a little bit of issues, but I'm back. Um, so I'll just start. Um, I don't know if I should start over, but um, let's see. That's all right. I'm not going to start over. You want me to start over? Yeah. Okay, let's start over. Okay. So, all right. So, welcome to the Zoom. Welcome. It's on evening. It's late. We have a special guest with us this evening. Um, but first, we're going to do a little bit of education first, and then we'll bring everybody in. So, it's, uh, tonight, we're going to talk about what kind of doctor can prescribe medical marijuana. Right now, 30 states in the District of Columbia allow for the treatment of at least one illness with medical marijuana. Stigma associated with marijuana to treat illnesses has largely decreased. You may be wondering how to get a cannabis prescription or who to get one from. Can a normal doctor prescribe medical marijuana or could you go to a, get a cannabis prescription from urgent care or the hospital? What kind of doctor can prescribe medical marijuana? First, it's important to know that your ability to obtain medical cannabis will depend on whether you are afflicted by a qualifying ailment or not. The list of qualified conditions varies from state to state. Due diligence should be used to check what conditions qualify medical cannabis in state. Okay, is it even a prescription? No. The biggest reason um, uh, that marijuana is still an illegal substance on the federal level and it isn't technically even allowed for use in medical use. It's classified by the DEA as a Schedule One drug. The, DE, the DEA maintains that Schedule One drug substances or chemicals are defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use and have a high potential for abuse. <laughs> Instead, prescriptions like other types of men for medical doctors write recommendations to the state. Um, state dependent, like most state level programs, the implementation of medical marijuana guidelines varies greatly from state from state to state. According to the National going on. So anyway, state dependent. state dependent. Like most state level programs, the implementation of medical marijuana guidelines varies from state to state. According to the National Conference of State Legislators, the use of cannabis for medical purposes is legal. Where was I? In the months of June of 2018. Uh, 15 other states have more laws limiting, limiting THC content in, fa in favor of access to products that are rich in uh, CBD, a non-psychoactive component of cannabis. Um, provided the ailment is on the list of qualifying can, can be legally treated with cannabis, any licensed, licensed doctor in a state where marijuana is legally a recommendation for a patient. Though some physicians may choose to focus on cannabis in their practice, any normal doctor can prescribe recommended medical marijuana in states where it's legal. But, do, but 
To be eligible to recommendations for medical marijuana, doctors must meet certain state guidelines. Um, all states require a physician in good standing with a valid medical license in the state that they practice. Uh, physicians must be a MD or a DO. Physicians must register with the state in which they intend to recommend medical cannabis. Beyond that, some states have further requirements before the physician can recommend medical marijuana. Ohio, for example, requires a recommending doctor complete hours of cannabis to continuing medical education, while Connecticut requires doctors to uh, possess an active, drug, an active DEA controlled substance registration is not subject to limitation. Okay, so you get a recommendation. You live in a state where medical marijuana is legal. Finding what kind of doctor can prescribe medical marijuana and recommend that you should it, uh, prove to be problematic. Then the complexity of the process will depend greatly on the state that you live in. Some states allow video consultations with a doctor in order for you to receive a certificate of recommendation, while most other states require an in-person visit to the doctor's office. For patients under 18, some states require a recommendation from two or more doctors before the minor can be a medical marijuana patient receives a recommendation, he or she um, or an age or a caregiver can purchase, um, possess it, consume it, some state and grow themselves. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, uh, says let's see okay paging there are several resources when it comes to searching for a doctor to recommend medical cannabis some states have a public registry of doctors who are recommend medical you might want to search through otherwise a quick internet search of a 420 friendly in your area can give you a sense of a specific practitioner and yields access to patient reviews after you have been approved after your doctor fills out your recommendation and the state approves your submission, you will receive a medical marijuana card in the state that require them. When you find a dispenser, you will need to bring either your certified doctor's recommendation or your medical marijuana card or both, depending on the state that you live in, and a current driver's license or another form of or a picture ID. Each state has an approved medical marijuana, has its own system for treatment. It's important to check local laws to make sure you stay within the margins of your state laws. And that is it. Hello, 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 ladies. Hi, Tanya. Hi, everybody. I've missed all you guys. I know. Hey, everyone. Hi, everyone. I made it. You got tan. Oh, I did. I got tan. (laughs) Wanda, let me see your tan line. Move your strap a little bit. <laughs> Dang, you got burned too. And that's that's from being in Ruthie Land. Did you see the videos I posted? Oh yeah, that that owl was spectacular, man. That thing is something else. It's amazing. What'd you say, Tanya? Yeah, what'd you say? She's frozen. Oh no! Oh no! She had to re- change her position anyway. Oh, here I am. I'm back. Yay. Yay. Spot. See my new toy? My oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. My nice. daughter sent this to me. That's my crazy. internet sucks so bad, guys. Oh, no. There, I've I seen it. There she is. 
You know, Tanya, you brought up a wonderful subject today. Um, I I want to definitely talk about since COVID here in Massachusetts. We've hold had on a, a second, Lady J. In new hold on a second, Lady J. Hold on a second. Tanya has a guest. She needs to introduce. Oh yes, she does. I can't hear my everybody's on my screen. One of my favorite people in the cannabis community. Is she there? I always I see watch her, her podcasts. Doctor Emma, my heart. How are you, beautiful? I love you so oh much. Everybody, this is Dr. Uma. Oh, Dr. I Uma. so much, Dr. Uma. It's been too long since I've seen you. I know, and it's up. I'm so happy, you know, out of everything, there's a silver lining. And I feel like this has actually brought a lot of people closer together. And, you know, one of the things that has happened is we realize no matter where we are in part of the world, it has actually made everybody understand that there is a part that we have to work together to understand health and wellness. And it's about getting our immune systems better. Absolutely. How are you feeling? I'm good. And I'm, I'm actually here in my office in Massachusetts and it's still beautiful outside and it's cooling down and uh, it's been a transition um, for all of us. And we are now at a new location and most of my um, visits with my patient for the most part, I would say has been through telehealth and we're actually reaching more people because people don't need to leave their homes. They feel actually a little bit more comfortable being able to see this one-on-one -on -one and actually have time with their healthcare providers. That's so nice. That's so That's nice that you're offering for your patients. Absolutely. Yes. Good to see you home, Dr. Uma. I know you love to travel and you love to go and spread the education and love for cannabis around the world. Could you maybe tell some of these ladies some of the exotic places that you've maybe got to go and educate the folks? You know, a year ago last year, we were in Thailand, and Thailand has uh, was the, one of the first places as far as Southeast Asia that legalized cannabis, and I loved how they had done it there because the government actually supported this versus here in America, you know, we're working state by state to get the federal government on board and vice versa. We've been to Colombia, we've been to Jamaica, we've been to Puerto Rico. And so many places right here in the United States that we've been. And I also went to India in 2016, um, where William O'Shaughnessy first learned about this plant from India and brought the knowledge over to Europe and to the United States. But there's so much more we still have to do. And I think the whole world needs to know that we have the endocannabinoid system. Absolutely. 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 Amen. You know, um, we, Tanya got to see firsthand what it's like here in Boston, both with our cannabis community, but she also got to see some of the sad side of what goes on here in Boston with our 
um, unfortunate addiction issues. And I know you are a champion for the people when it comes to using cannabis as an exit drug. Can you maybe talk about some of the things that you've done to try to help the folks on Methadone Mile? One of the things that we've understood is that cannabis can be used in conjunction with almost any treatment. This is not a mutual exclusivity like many other doctors or other programs will tell you, you know, if you're going to start our program, you cannot use something else. I feel that cannabis can be used even if you're on Suboxone, even if you're on methadone, whatever that you're on, if you're wanting the desire to be able to lower that medication consumption, that's the first star. And then actually working with a doctor, and this is very crucial, I cannot stress upon this, many people were started on these medications through healthcare providers, and it wasn't that they were started just recently, they were started a long, long time ago, and it became a part of their repertoire, and now we have to retrain people, and what I've been able to do is, initially it was just pharmaceuticals and narcotics, and now we've been able to use cannabis even with alcohol addiction, with nicotine addiction, food addiction, and addiction in general. When you think about what addiction is and what uh, the neurological system works together is that cannabis is helping people feel at ease, homeostasis. And that's what the cannabinoid system is about. And when you think about addiction, People are not at ease and they found something that was given to them in many cases legally by healthcare providers. That's incredible. I know you've done a lot of work to not only um, provide education to those in need, to, but also provide kind of support and therapy as well, because it's not just about using cannabis to um, beat your addiction or to heal your pain. It's also about learning about your body. So I know you are a huge factor in um, what we like to talk about is, is patient journaling here. So I know you are a huge stressor, stressor of that. And uh, maybe you can explain a little more of how you would set up your patient's journals. Well, one of the things that we understand is that, you know, we do need some guidelines, right? And you've hit upon a couple of very, very important things. The one fact is I call cannabis and what I do personalized care. What it is, is understanding. I have three basic rules. Dr. Uma's rules are... Rule number one. Everybody get out your notepad. Notepad. Yes. <laughs> notepad. Absolutely. Rule number one is we got to, got to hydrate, right? Love. Absolutely. Yeah, We've got to learn that cannabis is a dehydrant. And when they learned about sense. this plant in Ayurvedic medicine, and Ayurveda means, Ayu means life, and Veda means knowledge. So, they knew that cannabis is a dehydrant. So rule number one is you got to always hydrate before you medicate. Okay. Amen. And people don't understand hydration is very, very important, regardless of if you're a cannabis user or not. People just don't hydrate enough. And yep. what I want people to do is understand I don't want you to just drink plain water alone. Alkalize it. 
We talk about that all the time. We talk about it all the time. Exactly. A couple of drops of lemon, a couple of drops of lawn. Put your fruit in there. And this is where, you know, using your cannabis for microdosing, you can put your tinctures right in there. And I like five drops to start with. So hydrate before you medicate is rule number one. Rule number two, we know that cannabis also causes your blood sugar to drop. So you've got to, got to have food on board. That's the second rule. Food on board. And when you use cannabis, you want to use the word titrate. I don't use the word dose. Dr. Umay uses the word titrate because titrate means start out a little bit at a time. If it's one very slow sometimes. <laughs> I didn't very, that. very slow. And you want to understand that this is about the individualization. This is about you. It's all yep. about you. It's all about getting, getting to your body. Yes, yeah. getting to everybody different. You and the third rule is journaling. And this is where, you know, getting your notepads, exactly, getting it out in whatever way, because you get to look back at this and you get to look back at it and see where did I start? What did I use? How did I feel? Yeah. Right. And one of the simple things, the way I like to journal is Dr. Uma says, do me. All right. Okay. We're going to write this down. Do I'm writing me. it down. Do me. D. Got it. O. And then the me is M E, and I add the I there. So D stands for duration. O stands for onset. M stands for at this moment. E stands for what effects do I need? Because this is about who? It's about you. It's about what you need and understanding that pharmaceutical meds role is about giving an ICD-9 code, giving you a diagnosis and coming up with the drug plan. And cannabis that way is a drug, but we're using it with what you need appropriately. And that's the word titrate. Okay. Dr. Emma, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Okay, so I was watching one of your videos and you said that how I was blown away by how many like um medical schools, like the percent of medical schools that teach about the endocannabinoid system. Like I was blown away. When I was in nursing school, I did not learn a shit and thing about the endocannabinoid system. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know we had one. What were you talking about? You know what I mean? Exactly. We still don't. And, you know, that's a really important point because um, only about 19% now, it's more than 15, but it's not 100%. And, and that's no, what our goal be. My goal and the world's goal must be that everybody, we understand that we have a digestive system. We understand that we have a cardiac system, a respiratory system. Even the skin, our skin is the largest system as far as organized. Yep. But the endocannabinoid system 
is something that we really did not understand and we really weren't taught about because we're still learning about it. Yeah. And it's evolved uh, from a sea squirt to what we have in humans today. And it's over 600 million years old. And Dr. Yeah. Raphael Mishulam, who first started to work with this plant in Israel in 1964, identified components of the plant and what they labeled as THC as being psychoactive and CBD as being non-psychoactive. Um, I prefer to use the words intoxicating and non-intoxicating rather than psychoactive and non-psychoactive. I really feel it's very appropriate that we use correct words because, you know, the word stigma is something that's still out there and we want people to overcome that so that we can have everybody learn about the system. And what we now know today is that Dr. Mishulam not only identified those components, but he also identified the first endocannabinoid, which is anandamide. And anandamide means <laughs> eternal bliss, joy. And what we understand is that the first drop of breast milk a baby receives has anandamide in it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it mimics this beautiful chemical THC and anandamide work together. And that's why it works with these receptors that were identified in 1988. CB1, which was primarily in the brain, and CB2, primarily in the immune system. But what we realize is that these receptors are throughout the whole body. And that's why this one plant that's been demonized and we're trying to bring life to it all over the world um, works with all of these receptors. Oh, that's the beauty of, does it kill you? Can't kill nope. you. Nope. That's, and you know, Tylenol, if we look at Tylenol, look how many people take Tylenol, handfuls of Tylenol all the time, Advil, Tylenol, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, look how many people, if you look up deaths from Tylenol a year, I mean, you guys are going to be blown away. Uh, cannabis, like Dr. Uma said, has never killed anyone. Exactly. So, nobody, girlfriend, nobody. And that's the word we say. There is nobody that is dead from this plant. And you may feel like you're dying at times if you take too much. <laughs> you know, yeah. been there, done that for so many people. But you see that but you will not have a fatality. And that is something that is so, so important, the message, because ladies, there's a lot of people out there and women, especially alcohol consumption is much more among women than men. It's socially accepted for women to have these cocktails. And many, many people are on medications. A simple thing is Tylenol which is metabolized in the liver, can interact with alcohol, which is also metabolized in the liver, and can give you toxicity and death. Yep, exactly. So um, actually, one of my friends, she was just at, uh, it's been like a couple months ago, but 
she was at the emergency room and at the hospital and her discharge paperwork actually said, um, what did it say? THC um, um, abuse. Yeah, cannabis use disorder, they're calling it too. In yeah. some cases, they've listed it as just like an opioid use disorder. And again, this is where and they don't even know where to put this information. And you talk about journaling, you know, when they created the pain scale in 1996 as the fifth vital sign, I think what you need to do is to be able to educate people that are just like they ask you, do you, do you use tobacco? Do you use alcohol? Instead of saying um, cannabis use, I think it should be listed as your part of your medication list. Absolutely. 100%. They, you know, and I, I tell all my doctors about it. You know I mean? You have to be, and that's another thing. You have to be truthful with your doctors, guys. You know, some medications do interact with it a little, you know what I mean? Like, um, for example, I'll use me as, as an example because I can't. Like my Coumadin. I know that Coumadin can interact with cannabis. So what, what I do is I spread them apart. You know, it's that easy, you know, you spread them apart, but I still take, I use my cannabis and I'm still able to use my Coumadin. So, but you have to be very frontward and honest and open with your doctor. You need to talk to your doctor, sit down and say, you know, take your meds in, look, sit down with your doctor, look at them, say, you know, why have I been on this, 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 and this for 12 years? Am I ever going to be able to get off of this? Am I, you know, am, why am I still taking it? You know, it's caught, you know, maybe it's caused other side effects. Maybe you're having other problems. Maybe you just need to take it. You're listening, sit down with your doctor and actually take charge of your damn health. You know, sorry. And I'm loving that you're saying that Tanya, because that's something what I do in my office. And this is what I really get to do. But I really want people to understand that, you know, you got one body, one life, and it is about, you knowing what you're putting in your body. You have to become an educated consumer. You Absolutely. are a customer and you have the power of who you choose to give your money to. And you brought up the fact of sitting down with your doctors, with your med list. If you can't talk to your doctors, please, the pharmacists, I, I love you guys because you will sit there and you can go to a pharmacist <laughs> and go with the list of your medications. And there's even people known as PharmDs that are, uh, they have their doctorate in pharmacy and they will sit with you. And Tanya, you brought up this fact of drug interactions. Any medication, and I, I'm gonna put this as broad as this. Any yes, yell it, girl, yell it. Yell it, that if you, is metabolized by the liver, and can have a cytochrome metabolism, this is where you worry about drug-drug interactions. And you need to know that because everybody can be a little bit different. And you've mentioned Coumadin. There's blood thinners. There's <laughs> medications, even cholesterol medications. And then there's patients with cancer medications that are on a slew of medications mental health medications yep. that are metabolized, say that. chronic pain medications, um, basic over-the-counter meds are either metabolized by the liver or the kidney folks. 
Advil, ibuprofen, Aleve, all through the kidneys. Okay. Tylenol, acetaminophen, liver, alcohol, liver. Okay. So I think it's very important to know what you're taking. And like you mentioned, understand that certain meds may be given for more than one indication. So you need to know why you were given this. Is this a medicine like you mentioned? When is the exit plan? And that's why I call cannabis the exit drug because I come up with a plan to when we are going to hopefully slowly taper down and titrate off of these meds just like the same way they jacked you up on the meds. You cannot abruptly stop the meds. Yeah, we talk about that too. Thank you for bringing that up. We do talk about that a lot, you know, being really, you know, open with your doctor, you know, we're tired of hiding behind, you know, behind things. We're tired of hiding in the closet with our cannabis use, you know, uh, as patients, if it works for you, it works for you, you know, and we need to be able to be open with our doctor and not be scared that they're going to kick us out of their office or call the cops on us or, um, you know, Next. because we even mentioned cannabis, you know? Well, get another doctor, you know, and this is where I feel, I think we need to start filing malpractice claims that when doctors don't know about yes. the endocannabinoid system, does your doctor know about the endocannabinoid system or does your doctor not know about the endocannabinoid system? I'm not here to put blame. That's brilliant. Give, That's a know, brilliant. Dr. Uma. I have a question. We do a lot of talk, not just about cannabis in the Zoom room, but we also like to talk about other natural things, such as colloidal silver. We've talked about psychedelic use, like mushrooms for cluster headaches. What are some of the other natural remedies that maybe you have talked about that conjunction with the endocannabinoid system that can help patients? Well, I'm so glad you bring that up because, you know, you're right. I don't talk only about cannabis. I talk about cannabis so hard because we need to get the word out and doctors don't know about this, but absolutely, there are so many things we don't know about. There's plants and, you know, I'm originally from India where Ayurvedic medicine, cannabis was listed as one of the sacred plants, but there's other things like turmeric, we need yes. to understand the value of coconut oil, fennel, there's seeds, there's so many things that are out there. And you mentioned psychedelics. I would love to get more involved with that mm -hmm. and where we can help people with mental health that there's so many tools in other states that are becoming viable. And, you know, it's a balance, but I think the most important thing people need to learn to do is read a label. <laughs> understand <laughs> is it organic or not is it gmo or not where was it produced does it have that thing corn syrup in it because it doesn't belong oh. in your home oh. it is causing inflammation i'm a big Boys. fan of coconut oil um coconut oil is something that i love and i keep it in three different places um, coconut oil, I tell people, keep it in the kitchen, cook with it, okay? Mm -hmm. Take a tablespoon of it. 
in your coffee, your tea, incorporate it. I love to just have it first thing in the morning. I keep coconut oil in the bathroom. As soon as you come out of the shower, take a teaspoon, especially right now with COVID. Anything, the skin is a largest barrier system. Take a teaspoon of coconut oil, rub it in your hands, start at the top, rub it all over. Take a dab with a Q-tip, put it in your nose because this is all the membranes that you're wanting to make sure. And I keep it in the bedroom because it's a great lube. You can rub it all over and you can lick it, you can eat it. It is amazing. And, you know, <laughs> as a woman, you know, we are aging and uh, everything dries out. And, you know, if you're not sexually active all the time and you're, you know, these are simple things. And some of these lubricants that are out there have chemicals and, and yep. you know, very sensitive down there. And so, and people are using coconut oil to also even make their cannabis products and making sure um, that they incorporate this simple things. And this is what I'm saying. If you can understand what's out there, I also take turmeric first thing in the morning. I've started to make simple things, a cup of hot water, a tablespoon of my coconut oil, you know, a couple of shakes of my turmeric powder into there, some local honey, drink it yep. down first thing in the morning. You know, is you that, could do mm -hmm. Is that like a golden milk? Well, golden milk is another way of, you can boil milk. And people have done this, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because pong is something that people have used. You know, they take cannabis and they boil the cannabis in milk and they use that as a way of consuming it. But in India, we take um, milk, turmeric, black pepper, and honey. It's an amazing thing that you can boil and you can, um, you know, filter it if you like and give it to your children. It's a wonderful way to go to sleep. And what it does is actually create tryptophan. And tryptophan is one of those things that we've learned about when after you have a big turkey meal and why you go to sleep. And so these are the things that are naturally out there. Uh, that you need to look at um, other things um, food wise understanding good fats protein yep. carbohydrates I good tell fat. people this is another thing about journaling write down what you eat for a day everything exactly. don't analyze just write the freaking thing down I yep. drank this I put a TikTok whatever it may be and then look at it and say how much of this was carbs how much of this was protein? How much of this was fat? Okay. I know we're touching on a lot of different things today, but this no, is what great. it's about. Understanding that you have to become competent about what you're putting in here and mindful of what you're surrounding yourself with, you know, what you put in you, around you, on you, because these all get absorbed and your cleaning products that are in your home, the things that are being used, our clothing, the detergents that we wash um, are not just our products in our home, but for our, our clothing, because that's touching our skin. Is that irritating us? And there's so many additives that are hidden, color additives, things that make it look nice, pretty, but is it, real look at those things 
The yes. less English should be this net all words you recognize when you read a label. If you can't pronounce yeah. those words, don't don't ingest it. <laughs> That's my go-to. I love it. Look it up then and share what you learned yeah. what you're finding, please. Don't there's so many like some things will just say raw sugar or you know, but then there's uh, you know, just look at the first ingredients and if you can't pronounce them look them up before you ingest them <laughs> that's my Go ahead, Rhonda. dr Rhonda has a question, question. Dr. Uh -huh. you know god bless you for doing what you do because if i would have known about cannabis for the 14 years that i was on the pharmaceuticals um god god bless you for that because i had no one you know, none of my physicians, my neurosurgeons, my pain doctor, my family doctor, and whoever else that they had farmed me out. Um, no one ever talked to me about cannabis and I had to learn on my own, which I'm so grateful for because I no longer have a Dilaudid pump. I'm not taking 44 pills a day. God bless. Yes. I take nothing for my okay. seizures other than I use RSO, I infuse it with uh, frankincense, myrrh, skullcap, and valerian. And it has kept me seizure-free for two years now. You know, I don't, have to, I don't have to resort to a pharmaceutical. So God bless you for what you do. And I am so grateful that my physician is also my medical marijuana doctor. <laughs> and, and you know, that's what's happening. I love what I do and I'm very proud of it. You know, I was thinking about today because um, July 7th, 2011, I remember taking my mom to the doctor and then telling her she was terminal. And six months later, my mom died and I never got to use this plant. And that's why I speak so boldly about it. And I know that this plant can save lives. And I know that most doctors don't talk about it because they don't know about it. And because this plant is still federally illegal, it is a barrier because hospitals, universities, insurance companies all rely on federal money and we have to get cannabis descheduled and doctors yeah. still it's are in fear about talking about it especially because they rely on that paycheck and <laughs> you cannabis has it. been an exit drug for me because I don't rely on a paycheck from the government I have my own practice and if anybody needs to reach us I'm at Uplifting yeah, Health, Uplift Health and Wellness, and uh, we do consultations all over the world. Our phone number is 508-444-2324. Um, we're a phone call away, emails, upliftinghealthandwellness at gmail.com, anything. And I love to share the word. And, you know, this is a two-way street because I say, Reach one, teach 10, teach one, reach 10, because that's what we're doing here. As we learn, we must share the knowledge. And uh, every one of us is a patient. Mm -hmm. 
every doctor will be a patient at some point in their life. You know, every patient is not a doctor, but every diagnostic doctor and every healthcare provider will be a patient. And it's really important because we're also caregivers. And when I started my patient caregiver support group meetings in November of 2014, that's what it was about is that the caregivers and patients were the ones taking the knowledge back to the doctors and to the medical professionals. Absolutely. I mean, I, my neurosurgeon will ask me, how's your endocannabinoid system doing, Rhonda? <laughs> and just because I sport the, you know, THC is the only healthcare that I can believe in. Um, and when I say cannabis gave me back my life, I, tr oh, I truly mean it. Because yeah. 14 years being on, you know, 44 pills a day, and then the last two years of it have a dilated pump and I had no life, you know, not, I couldn't get out of my bed. Yep. Now, you know, during the summertime, because I love heat, I'm unstoppable, but these, it's sad that the doctors don't listen. Um, yeah. My pain doctor said, you know, look, cannabis queen, this is how I make my money. Hey, I feel you. But didn't you take an oath that you should bring no harm to your patients? Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, but we know we have to add one thing more. And that's why Dr. Uma says safety first, do no harm. Yes, I took an oath that said do no harm. But what about safety? Yeah. Forget about that. And, and that's something that I really want to hit home. I want to talk about impairment. If you are impaired in any way, shape, or form, you have no daggone business operating a vehicle, operating machinery, doing anything that could be harmful to you or anybody else. I want to make that clear. If people don't understand, it's not just about cannabis use. It's about anything. People that don't eat, if you're hypoglycemic, you could be detrimental. If you haven't slept, you could be very detrimental. <laughs> if you are, you know, under the influence of something that could, your medications, you know, lack of your medications, your blood pressure medication, too much of your diabetes medicine can drop your blood sugar, which can make you hypoglycemic, which is just as detrimental as being hyperglycemic. So understanding these things are very, very important. And this is why I really, really believe that people must understand that you have to become an educated customer. You must understand five numbers I want people to know. Everybody should know what their blood pressure is. Everybody should know what their height and weight is so that you can calculate your BMI. Everybody should know what your waist to hip ratio. This is where we talk about the apples and the pears back in the days, where your body distribution is. You should know your good and bad cholesterol. What's your HDL, your happy cholesterol, your LDL, your lousy <laughs> cholesterol. Yes. <laughs> and, and this is where we can change it. And we need to know what they are first so we can address it. And then the fifth number is your glucose or your hemoglobin A1C. So understanding these, and we can always go back and revisit these, but these are the numbers that as we understand your health, your wellness, these are your wellness numbers. And yeah. 
we should know them and know that as we age and change, how we can adjust them. And what we can use besides pharmaceuticals and, you know, like you, like we've been talking about, you know, we have to be our own, our own investigator, you know, we have to, you know, that we have it, we have Google for a reason now, people know how to Google things, you know, there's proof all over line, there's stories, there's videos of this, this medic cannabis working on, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people's stories, you know, the proof is there. So we just need to all get it together, you know, work as one together, you know, and we need to make this happen. I put my blood pressure down just by using bio, something as simple as biofeedback. No camera, no, oh, that's it. We, yeah, breathing. Body temperature using that. So we all, there's a lot of other things we need in our toolbox just that aren't even a medicine or herb or anything. It's just breathing. Yeah, breathe. Exactly. Imagery and you bring about you know such an important thing. Like I, I teach my I literally sit there with my patients and I teach them to breathe because mm -hmm. that's something that people don't even realize. We're not breathing, folks. We're not yep. understanding what a deep breath is. And um, I'd love to finish up by teaching you guys five times two is ten. And and that's a breathing tool that I teach my patients that um, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth and, and do it with a little rhythm. And <laughs> if you want, you can listen to your beat. If you want to, you take your pulse. Yeah, you can take your pulse that way or... Um, and has a breathing thing. Feedback. Yeah. yeah. And so, but slow. Exactly. Breathe in through the nose and count one, 1,000. It's one second, five seconds in, <clears> for two, and then let it out for 10 seconds. And do it that way so you're not hyperventilating. And it's a really good way. I tell people start with like doing this three times in the morning, three times a day, and just breathe. Breathe in. I like that. If you guys have an iWatch, you can set it to remind, mine reminds me like every hour to do the breathing. And it actually does that 10 second like rule. So that'll help with anxieties and does. things like that, right? Oxygen to the brain. Amen. Doctor, when you look at people smoking, that's another thing that smokers are really doing. When you look, and I tell people, if you want to stop smoking, get a cigarette, but don't light it. Just go through the motions. And realize that it's just, you're breathing. Awesome. When you talk about breathing and stuff, like I tell people, when you start to go natural and holistic it's not only the holistic side of it but you have to take care of yourself emotionally physically and spiritually because they all go hand in hand amen yeah. they do like last night, i was almost i was so mad at myself yesterday for giving in and taking seroquel but i hadn't slept for like a week and then am i gone oh so well, there you are I gave in and took an extra half a Seroquel to put me out. Well, I figured out I wasn't making my infused coconut oil. I like it's such a low dose from when I was just putting it with peanut butter. So I did both last night. <laughs> I could not wake up to their butt. <laughs> anyway, so you pretty good, huh? Dosing help on the capsule is really bad, you guys. You know, you bring a point that 
I'm not knocking pharmaceuticals. Let me get the message out. I was going to say that. Don't beat yourself up if you have No, to. no, not at all. And this is where I tell people, look, they're there for you. But mm -hmm. look at alternatives. Um, just recently, I'm going to be going for my physical. I always tell people, try to use your birthday as your time to check on your health. You know, get your blood work done. Get your mammograms done. Get your vision exams, dental exams, hearing tests. You know, feel each other up. Get to know your lumps and bumps. Know where things are and the changes. Uh, very important. But medications can be used in conjunction. And, you know, people have been using these meds. So it's not that you can abruptly stop. And in fact, I don't want people to abruptly stop. No. That could be more detrimental, actually, than Absolutely. actually trying to help you. It, it took me a year and a half to get off of all those pharmaceuticals. And when I reached the end and had him remove the pump, he's like, Rhonda, you need Suboxone or Methadone. You can't, you're crazy. You're going to kill yourself. And I said, Dr. Atella, thank you, but no thank you, because then you would have to wean me off that. And if I die at my own hands... So be it. It won't be yours. I'm so proud of you, Rhonda, for saying that because I think the doctors need to hear that because this malpractice world that we live in, and this is where I feel very free in so many ways of making people understand. And, you know, I am here with the Mass Medical Society and I deal with, I'm part of, I'm a member of the society. I'm a member of so many committees, but there's so much misinformation and no information. And I really feel that, uh, again, I want to use that word mandate and I have no problem using it. I think it should be mandated <laughs> that all doctors and healthcare providers in a state where there's a medical marijuana program must, must I have agree. at least four hours of continuing medical education. And I would love to create a bill of some sort that can mandate that. I mean, I if you feel like this shouldn't be mandatory, it. but if that's what it takes, I'm willing to put it out there. It needs to be mandated it because does. if yeah. not, it, it has to be because if not, you're going to get these places that say, nope, nope, we don't want nothing to do with it. Nope, nope. And they're just going to opt out with just take a patients. picture of my medicine to get my card. I didn't have a doctor in Missouri. I, that's all it was required was that I was on an opiate. But no doctor's records were needed. Wow. But they need to have me more, you know, like I thought that was pretty weird. Ohio, <laughs> Ohio just turned down autism. They yep. just turned down um, anxiety for the list of qualifying conditions, but they approved cachexia. That's absolutely well, what it, They approved what? They approved cachexia. Wow. Yeah, weight that's what loss, they extreme weight loss from, you know, can cancers, weight loss up in the anorexics, but the thing is that I love Massachusetts for this. I have to say that Massachusetts let me practice and it said any debilitating condition, you know, yeah, it let me give me the autonomy and that's how they need to leave it in all states is, but again, there's doctors that again, don't practice proper medicine. There's always somebody that's going to take something and do it right or take it wrong. But I feel cannabinoid medicine is a specialty. And I really believe that, yes, doctors are out there certifying people, but if you really want to get more knowledge, come and see somebody like myself, come and They're learn not. from other people. 
very important. They're so rare. Dr. Uma. Like you. <laughs> Dr. Uma, I have one more thing to say to you. When the last thing I said to Dr. Atella after I walked out of his, before I walked out of his office, I said, what's the difference between God and a doctor? And he just looked at me. And I said, well, God doesn't think he's a doctor. And it's so true. You, you say we're all patients. Such an inspiration, not only to patients in the community, but to those of us who are also activists and advocates, especially here in Massachusetts, because you know, it's, it's, things have been hard for patients, as you know, since adult use has started here, and need to become more patient-focused, and because of you, it's kind of put a fire under my butt to stick up for those who have no voice, because you are so strong and so loud as a respected woman in our community to that, I can look up to you and say, you know what, if she can make her point across, then I can make my point across. And so because of you and your strength, I've been actually able to do a lot harder activism as well as lobbying with the Cannabis Control Commission and, and with other activists in our state and being able to help patients hopefully that are that are in need you know because I wanted to ask you too I know we've seen an influx we were talking about this right when you came on we saw an influx of because of the governor um, closing adult use I want to know how many percentage of patients do you see do you think are hardship because I feel like we have a really serious hardship need in our in our community and it's not being fulfilled what's your take on hardship patients and how can the state do something about it I think hardship patients are in every state because Ohio patients are suffering bad too like every state has a hardship so tell us how what do you guys do about it you know what I mean what can the 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 medicinal community as well as the activism community do to try to fix these problems well i i really think the discounts that the dispensaries are offering and i feel like we should be able to give our receipts as part of our medical care at the end of the year it must be able to be filed as our taxes i mean you know medical expenses and i feel like i do more than any doctor out there and i'm proud of it but my and this is what I'm telling all my patients now. Take my daggone bill and submit it to your insurance company. Let them know Dr. Uma's services are being provided. And that's what I'm telling everybody to do. And I want the lobbies and I'm going to be doing some calls with the insurance companies. And I'm going to be daggone saying to them, my bill better be daggone covered by every one of my patients. I yep. spend an hour. I spend more than any doctor out there more than their primary care doctors. And you know something? It works. Yep. It works yep. because that's what patients need, care. And when you talk about what can we do, these are the things that we can do, is every state must allow, if cannabis has got the word medical in front of it as a program, it must be covered as part of your medical care, period. 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 Amen. Amen. You know, we need to be able to grow, Dr. Uma. We have to be able to grow. I have Period. to. Period. That, that's another thing. Let me. That's the other thing I tell people. Listen, Absolutely. if you can't grow, let somebody. And you know, we got. That's. I got to tell you, my seniors come in here as sassy as shit as they do, 
who can't take a shit and they're taking a good shit by the time they're done with me. You know, peeing and pooping <laughs> and getting laid are the three things that I ask about, right? <laughs> and my I love you so much. <laughs> I love you. You know I it. love you too, darling. And they'll come in here with an attitude. They'll be like, you know, I don't want to be high and I don't want to smoke it. You know, then they come in three months later. I check in with them. They go, I got me a little pipe. You know, got me a little pipe, right? They're good to go. Then six months later, they're like, you know, I like to garden, Dr. Uma. They get a little plant. Six months after that, they're growing and they're trimming together while they're knitting. (laughs) And so I'm like, yes. So grow the plant. If you know somebody that will grow for you, please. And if you want to grow, even if you don't like the plant, but you are a gardener, please grow for these patients. Yeah. And I have Absolutely. people doing that. So, you know, again, to- this reach one, teach one, I think we should get people growing for other people. Grow for yeah. 10 people. You know, grow for one person. Reach one, <laughs> grow for one person. Whatever we can do, right. get the word out there. But I would do that in a heartbeat. I would. Flexible spending dollars. That's another thing that I want to push for. Health spending dollars. If you've got those, put those money away and use those to see your doctors and get your medicine. And those are the kind of things that I think we can be creative about in how we can get this medicine covered. Okay. And I think what we we could do is donate that too. If we could start to have people, you know, $10 donations that we could do a month for other patients, you know? There's there's things that we could do that I'm very much willing to help, but I really feel like, you know, everyone's time is limited. My mother is the reason I do this. And, you know, we all are going to leave a legacy behind that we will hopefully empower people. And those are the Three words we use: educate, embrace, and empower. Power. Amen. Well, Absolutely. It has been a beautiful amazing word. pleasure. Oh you my are gosh, an amazing, I love beautiful her. person. I love you so much. We love you. Lady <laughs> J loves you, of course. Bobby loves you. You know that. Bobby, you in here? I now love you. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not yelling at us. Because it's ladies' <laughs> night. Ladies, ladies night, ladies, and I. I want to tell you, there's a, a, a part of us that will always continue. And this plant is a female plant. It's ma. That's what the Chinese called it. You know, and in my language, we say amma for mother. That's so, awesome. I'll tell you, ladies, she's not just educational. You want to party with her. You want yeah. to party <laughs> with this woman. And can I get, Dr. Uma, do you mind if I tell a quick story? of you running into action. So this woman is just not only an incredible canna warrior and a mother to all of us women that are in the community, but this woman's a badass, okay? I love her. Her and I got invited, and we're just going to call this guy, um, we'll we'll just call him by his nickname, Dr. Fire. We were invited to Dr. (laughs) Fire's um, New Year's Eve party. And we're sitting downstairs, we're enjoying a couple of joints, we're having a lovely conversation, and one of the party guests decides that he wanted to try to go up the stairs, and he actually fell backwards down the stairs. 
And not yeah. one second later did Dr. Uma run up and run yeah. over and doctor mode like instantly. And it was the coolest, most sweetest thing mm-hmm. I've ever happened. And then I saw her do it again at the Boston Freedom Rally right Hell after yeah. she was speaking on the main stage. Oh yeah, Dr. Uma Inward. That's badass. That is badass. I always get caught in things like that. (laughs) So yeah, that's why I didn't get this long. A little bit. Badass. Thank you so, so much. You're, you're invited here anytime you want. Anytime you have anything to say, you come, you come on and we'll tell everybody and you just get a hold of Bobby, get a hold of me anytime. I love you with all of I my love heart. You ladies. I love you all. Bobby, thank love you. Love you all. And thank you so much. Keep in touch. God bless everybody. Thank, thank you. So thank much. you for all thank you do. You. Thank you all for everything. Pleasure. Thank you. Namaste. 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 I'll dab for you. Yeah. yeah. Is it? All right. What? Let's smoke out before Bobby gets kicked out. Uh, that was great, guys. That yeah. was amazing. Oh my God. Thank you, Dr. Emma. Thank that you. I'm so really grateful that she's local here and that basically, you know, she really is a local inspiration to us activists, especially just women in the community in general, mainly because she is just so outspoken. And she's outspoken with so much power and so much love. And I know all of you guys could feel it in the room tonight. You know, oh, just yeah. like how she was on there. You know, what I mean, just how she was on there. That's how she is in person, guys. She's amazing. <laughs> I mean, she's she's hilarious. Oh I yeah, mean, she just, he just likes her when she talks about cannabis too. Like when she mentions something, she's the joy she has, like advocating. You can see it all Absolutely. over. Yep. Definitely. And her son. I met her father. I've I've met her son a few yep. times. Her yep. family's just. Beautiful people. She seems beautiful. Yeah. Her soul shines. <coughs> what are you guys smoking on? What are you guys smoking on? Uh, I had too much wedding, over the weekend. I'm wedding, not really partaking. A road? Yeah, pressure? I don't know. I don't Rhonda. have any anything but flowers right Poor now. Rhonda. Reclaim. Reclaim. I'm hurting. What, yeah. You got a roach, Lady J? Yeah, I'm, 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 I need meds. <laughs> I need meds it, too. It usually yeah, takes me right like here. two days to recover <laughs> from Ruthie Land. Yeah, send care packages. <laughs> I look like fun though. Oh okay, my right God, now, I love fun. We do a chicken dance. It's um, Chad play. He he made the song up. Go figure. Get your chicken. And we have these rubber chickens. Oh, Gordon, the party chickens in my car, I'd show you. But we dance around with them, and at the end, <laughs> we throw them back up on the stage. Aww. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. a great way for people to get together. There's no drama. Everybody, awesome. you know, it's all about peace and love, and you okay. know, Making seeing your memory. fellow activists and friend and family, and we just have fun. You got a memory. Oh my God, I, I smoked so much I cannabis, ingested so much cannabis. I even have can of creamer. Wow. So you you got a nice you, dawn. 
Huh? Anyway, they put it in their pocket. I've seen a lot of vets that said they found a rock and it meant a lot, so they put it in their pocket. So I did flag wands and like letting people know they have PS PTSD if something like Aww. Or they can write whatever. What were you saying, Lady J? But I needed to do something because I keep I don't I'm just I keep I was saying that it's not coming out the way I want it to. She's beautiful. You're beautiful, but it's not as beautiful as you. So, <laughs> has anybody been watching Facebook? I haven't had anything on because all my computers like crashed. No, so I, I haven't. I hope, I hope there was no questions or anything. Oh no, no, no! I uh, not on the. No, I haven't been watching. I, but I have a question. I have a question. Go ahead. Who can I? Which one of you can I message later to help me figure out how to? How strong and with the coconut to make my capsules? Oh, okay. the making capsules. I did, yeah. yeah, because Rhonda. I want to take like three grains of rice full by myself, and that's how much, I don't know. That's not how much I was in the infused coconut oil, though. I don't think I think they're really weak. Well, then remember what I told you. You know, your first batch always make low. You go low and slow. Well, that's why I'm yeah. saying that because you use the any. coconut oil that you have in your refrigerator that's already infused. It was a third a cup. Right on. One gram. And add One. more. Add an add more of the RSO to it, and always maintain that same level. If it was a three quarters cup or a cup, always keep a cup of coconut oil in the infused. Okay. You know, always keep it at one cup or whatever you start out with. And just keep infusing more, you know, more and more okay. of the RSO till you get it to where you can maintain and it, it takes care of the pain. Okay. Uh, I saw Christy say something about like knowing it was five milligrams or 10 milligrams or whatever. Well, yeah, no, if you use I a mean, whole gram. I mean, yeah, you're, you're using a gram and I have the, the scale, you know, the mathematic scale to break it down, but it's really hard to figure it out. Okay. It just, but you'd have to, okay, what, what, how I would figure it out that would be, would be like, you start off with one cup of coconut oil. Said so I'm just using this as an example. So say you got one cup of coconut oil and you use one gram of RSO or FICO in it. Okay. So whatever that one cup of coconut oil, however many capsules that makes, you have to divide that number yeah. of capsules. Yeah. By so a thousand, you know what I mean? I've already yeah. made like, the capsules and I still have a ton of oil. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You can, yeah. Listen, that's what I'm saying. I mean, does it really matter what the dose is if it's working no. for you? No, but I'm not, it's not working. That's, but I don't want to go too strong. But that's, that's what we told you, though. We okay, told no, you that if no, it wasn't gonna, enough okay. to make sure that if you start off with a third cup of coconut oil, always keep right. and maintain that so one it's safe third to add cup. another half of. Yes. Yeah. Listen, math is actually, I just figured it out in my head. It's actually quite easy. Essentially, okay, essentially, by the guide that I was told, one ounce of cannabis makes one gram of FICO. Okay, just as a general basis, that's, that's what I was told. So you have one cup of one gram of FICO. That is essentially an entire ounce so if you're breaking it up you you would use the one to one one pound to one ounce but it's, but you already know the milligrams you already know that you have a thousand milligrams yeah one okay you yes. know what i mean yeah. okay 
you would break it down that way. Okay. I'm yeah, over just, just all right, you know, guys. What time is it? Oil back up. Seven forty-five. Gotta get to my daughter. Oh God, we're late. And then infuse more of it in there. I will. Make up a few capsules, and if it still is not enough, don't add any more coconut oil. Just keep, you know, using or coconut oil. You know, the RSO until you get it to where you need it. Okay. Or with the capsules that you have made up, you know, how many have you tried at once? How many capsules have you tried at one time? And it did three. Okay, so go to three. Made a little better, but I no, I still was very sleep deprived. It didn't keep me asleep. Then go to three. Use yeah. up the capsules that you have. Okay. Go, okay. go to three. That way you're not wasting anything. I know. Oh, yeah. No, well, I wasn't going to waste them. I was just taking a bunch of them. <laughs> well, you know, and, and write down what, what you're doing if you're taking three capsules to go to bed. <coughs> or if you had to increase it to, God forbid, 10. I know. I think of God. You know, like, so you got to keep that's part of the journal. <laughs> well, you know, here's <laughs> John is that capsules doing capsules that way might not be the right method of ingestion for you. My I, you I, I think it was also the Seroquel. I just I was so desperate, you guys. I was in such pain yesterday. I just wanted to sleep finally. Hold <coughs> on. I'm sorry, honey. Yeah, big hugs, girl. Hopefully you get some sleep tonight. You I was can, this close um, to going your to CBD. ER. <laughs> your CBD. How how much are you taking of it at night? Half a dropper full. I would and it has the melatonin in it, right? Yeah. Oh. And you're, are you separating? Are you separating that from your um, capsules? Yes. Taking it at a different time. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make About sure because apart, probably try try to maybe separate it even a little bit more. You know okay. what I mean? Maybe okay. because okay, so CBD is going to bring that feeling. You know what I mean? It's going to bring it down. So I would just pick the capsules first. Um, no, no, do the capsules after. Oh, do the yeah. CBD first. Okay, I would do the opposite. And then you know, space them a little bit further apart because, as you know, if you get too much yeah. THC, you use CBD, and it bring you know it balances. Oh, you back that's out. What I yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just just space them out a little bit. Yeah. Okay, All yeah. right, ladies. Good thing in TV today. Thank you for that reminder. Well, okay. ladies, I'm going yeah. to bed. I got to take my happy ass to bed because, yeah. Yes, I, well. I love you guys so damn love much. You. you guys know that. I'm um, going to go I'm, get a dose of love for my grandkids and set some fireworks. Okay. See, that'll Hopefully, be fun. Medicine for I love you guys so much. Um, I uh -oh. miss every, sorry that everybody, you know, um, couldn't join us tonight. We'll see you guys hopefully soon, everybody. Um, hopefully everybody has a great night. Hopefully everybody has a good day tomorrow. I love you guys so much. Love I will you see you all. guys on Tuesday um, for Zoom Room on Tuesday. It'll be early at 7. So, but we'll see you guys there. I love you guys. Love you. Love, love you. you. Bye. Thank it, you, Dr. Dr. Yuma. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Bye, guys. Thanks, Thank Dr. You. Uma. I love you so much. Thank you, Bobby. Bye, guys. See you Tuesday.